Welcome to the Bell Podcast, produced by Mental Health America of Kentucky. I'm your host, Marcy Timmerman. Thank you for joining us for episode two. In our last episode, we ended by talking about 10 tips for living life well from Mental Health America National. Let's go over those again. The first one is to connect with others. The second, stay positive. Third, get physically active. Fourth, help others. Fifth, get enough sleep. Sixth, create joy and satisfaction. Seventh, eat well. Eight, take care of your spirit. Nine, deal better with hard times. And 10, get professional help if you need it. An important note about all of those is that they are not linear. You do not have to do them in order. So pick one and work on it. In today's episode, we're going to dive deeper into the first one though, connecting with others. What do we mean by connection? Sometimes connection is a heart-to-heart, spill-it-all conversation. Sometimes it's just a laugh-out-loud email. What does it look like? Connection happens when you get concrete help, such as having a friend pick your kids up from school, emotional support, like hearing someone say, I'm really sorry you're having such a tough time, perspective, like being reminded that even the moodiest teenagers grow up, advice, such as a suggestion to plan a weekly date with your wife, validation, like learning that other folks love obscure board games too. Do you already have good connections? Ask yourself if you have at least a few friends or family members who feel comfortable to be with, give you a sense you could tell them anything, can help you solve problems, make you feel valued, and take your concerns seriously. Let's go over those again. Ask yourself if you have at least a few friends or family members who feel comfortable to be with, give you a sense you could tell them anything, can help you solve problems, make you feel valued, and take your concerns seriously. Hopefully, you could envision at least one person who fits each of those criteria. If you do, you'll want to stay with us to hear some ways to strengthen those current relationships. If this list made you feel sad and concerned or even more isolated, though, we've got some tips for helping you make friends, especially as an adult, where it can be a little harder than just sitting next to someone. One of the best ways that I've found here in Kentucky to make friends is to join meetup groups. They're online groups that are focused on either an area or a certain set of skills or hobbies. Uh, It's called Meetup, M-E-E-T-U-P, online, and you can sign up online. You can be as anonymous as you want to be, but you can find out where groups are meeting and when, and just start attending a group that looks interesting to you and do so on a regular basis. Another option is to regularly volunteer somewhere. You can rescue pets. You can work in the library bookstore. You can help answer phones at a busy nonprofit office. Do something like that again on a regular basis. You'll form friendships from fellow colleagues and volunteers at those locations. Another option is to take adult classes. You might be able to enroll in a local university or community college, learn to cook from a local chef or a similar opportunity from another small business, take a class at the local library. Those kinds of things are great ways to engage your brain and get you to meet new people who are interested in something that you are. It gives you a foundation to build upon. Another option is to join a book or reading club. Local bookstores and local libraries tend to have a bunch of those. There are also some online groups if you're feeling kind of isolated or or aren't able to leave your home for some reason. Books and reading clubs are a great way to get together. Also, join Facebook groups in your area. Find a group that speaks to you, either about a hobby, an area of interest, or even just the ones for your area. Now, I'm not saying troll the other people on those groups, though, right? Like, I'm saying being a contributing, positive member of Facebook groups. 
There are a couple of apps out there that I stumbled onto as well, which may be helpful, especially to those who are moving to new bigger cities and those kinds of things. I wasn't able to find much about them, but a couple of them are Hey Vina, it's H-E-Y and then V-I-N-A, which is associated with Tinder. It's kind of like a swipe right, swipe left thing for friends. And then Bumble BFF, so B-U-M-B-L-E BFF is another app. That has been mentioned by several reliable magazines and recent researchers. So there's a couple of options. The key themes there are show up and do something outside of your house and outside of your comfort zone, perhaps on a regular basis. Start talking to people at those events. Even though you might be an introvert, you still need to find something to say. That's just a few tips. I'm sure that you all have some others. Um, Definitely give us some feedback on those as well. If you already have relationships or are forming new relationships, you might want to strengthen those relationships. Consider these steps for doing that. Make a list of the people you want to contact on the regular. If necessary, add a reminder to your calendar. I have to schedule time with my friends personally. Commit to having that time phone or screen free. Listen really well. Repeat what you heard to make sure you understood what was happening or what was being said by your friends. Ask for specific kinds of help. Even the best of friends can't read your mind. Show how much you respect, support, and appreciate your friends and family. You may think positive thoughts, but sharing them works wonders. One of the ways I personally do this is I send a little text, or if I can, a handwritten note to my friends when they've done something amazing or wonderful or when I'm thinking of them. Just take on something like that. That might seem a little girly, may not work for you, but doing something that works for you in your world with your friends would be a great idea. So just tag them, send them a funny meme, that kind of thing, even. Move out of relationships that make you feel unsafe, lower your self-esteem, or draw you into unhealthy habits like abusing drugs. This is one that is really, really important. Not everyone you think is your friend is your friend, right? Friends are people who help you be a better person, who are there for you truly. If they are making you feel unsafe, if they are violent towards you, if they are cutting you down, especially on a regular basis, or if they are only your friend when you're using drugs or alcohol, those folks are people you need to cut out of your life in some way. So one of the interesting things that always comes up with conversations like this too are social media, right? I've already mentioned some ways that you can use social media to make friends, to find new friends, that kind of thing. What we know about social media is that it can be a connector or a disconnector, depending on how you and others use it. So when you're using social media in order to find friends or even just in general life with using social media, I wanted to share a few guidelines for you. Limit your time on the platforms. Make sure you're meeting with people face-to-face still. I hear so many stories of people who are only online friends, and those are good things. But you also need to be skilled in the art of conversation and the art of listening. And honestly, there are a lot of neurological things that we all get that are benefits from seeing someone face-to-face and having an in-person conversation. So make sure you're having those. That's not to invalidate your friends with folks online. It is just to say that you also need to see some people face-to-face. Limit the audience on your social media platforms. Make sure that the people who are in your Facebook feed, who are in your Twitter follows, are people who are supportive of you. Don't keep around the haters, man. There's no reason to do that. Set very clear boundaries for yourself. What will you do? What will you allow others to do? How will you handle people who are hateful, who are trolls, who are just trying to get a rise out of you? 
Have that boundary set down somewhere on paper or electronic files so you can refer to it wherever and whenever you need to. Remember your Facebook page, Twitter feed, Instagram lines, those are all yours. Know how to limit access to you. Block, unfollow, do what you need to do to keep your mental health. So make sure that you're really thinking about it. Think about that mental health perspective when you're on social media. What is this doing to your mental health? Is it being positive? How can you make this a more positive experience? I think if you approach social media with those concepts, that helps a ton. And I'd be happy to help you one-on-one if that's something that you're really struggling with. Again, I'm not a therapist. I'm executive director. I don't do this on a regular basis, but I'm on social media a lot. I have a lot of social media expertise. I'm happy to help folks through that process. One of the interesting things that we found in our research about this topic is that there are benefits to connection that go beyond mental health. A 2010 report in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior said that having strong social ties can boost your immune system and help you to live a longer, more fulfilling life. Not only that, cultivating friendships can decrease the risk of heart disease and high blood pressure. It can reduce the impact of stress and chronic pain. So just something to think about. If you aren't doing this for your mental health, you can also do it for your physical health. I hope this episode had some helpful information for you. If you'd like to know more about MHA Kentucky, please visit our website at mhaky.org, sign up for our email newsletter, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, everyone has mental health. It's time to take care of yours. Thank you to Adam Solskoplas for composing the Bell Podcast theme that you hear. Thanks also to Jennifer Longworth of Bourbon Barrel Podcasting for the incredible job of sound editing as she does. Both of their websites are in our show notes in case you're interested in utilizing their services.